All right, everybody, crossover number two between Locked On Avalanche and Locked On Lightning. We have a game one to talk about, and because the NHL and all their infinite wisdom gave us two days off in between game one and game two, we're going to have a filler of a day, basically. There's still a lot to talk about between game one, so I kind of want to get the uh, the lowdown on what's going on in Lightning land, and I'm sure Denker wants to know what's going on and how the fans of the Colorado Avalanche are feeling after just one game, and what an exciting game that was. So let's get to it. Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Lightning, crossover, Stanley Cup edition. Let's do it. You're Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, we're running the Avalanche intro because they won game one and i feel like that's what we're kind of gonna do here denker like whoever yeah. has the last laugh so to speak is gonna have the intro so for uh i guess for all these crossovers you're getting four avalanche uh intros that's what it's gonna be <laughs> pump the brakes later kenny let's all right. settle, down. Uh, let's settle uh, down so thank you everybody for joining this uh second edition of locked on avalanche and locked on lightning crossover stanley cup edition i am chris maselli and he is shaggy von doom kyle sullivan we are with locked on avalanche and of course mixtape adam denker with locked on lightning thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated uh so we got a game one to still talk about and a game two to look forward to we'll talk about one first and two later uh but we'll start with you adam and how Tampa Bay Lightning fans are taking the game one loss. I, if I can guess, there's zero panic uh, because of what they've accomplished over the past couple of years. But is there any concern over just the way the game was played? Not that the, the series is out of hand. Clearly it's not. But is there any concern about, you know, how the Avalanche handled a lot of that game? Lightning, give them credit for coming back. Um, but what was this, is this enlightening world? What are they saying after game one anyway? Uh, it, you know, it wasn't really that all too surprising how the game kind of started. We, we figured, and we even said it on the preview crossover that the lightning were going to come out flying and, and, and aggressive. And you guys did exactly what we thought you were going to do. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I even spoke about it on a side episode that really it, it, it really what the key for the lightning was was that they had to just weather the storm get through that first period and they they did that after they got that goal back which it's good to see that you know they didn't kind of roll over early on we've seen that certain times uh not really so much in the playoffs but we've seen it so a few times during the regular season but i i you know, and, and, and we spoke about before we hit the record button, you know, if, you know, we don't want to play the if game here, but, you know, if if Vasilevsky is able to 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 save a couple of those first goals, you know, we're sitting here talking potentially about a 3-1 Lightning win. But I have to say, all things considered, because it could have been a lot worse, we both know, um, you know, on your side of things, your, your, your team's ability to, to put the game away relatively quickly. I mean, if the Lightning weren't as talented and, and, and just being able to to just weather the storm and be able to handle the moment, we could have gone into the first intermission with a four nothing, even potentially five nothing lead. Uh, well, five nothing deficit um, lead okay. for you guys. <laughs> um, I, was, I was gonna, I was shaking my head, saying like, 
what, five nothing lightning after one. Nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. All no, right, but right, um, right. but yeah, I I think that I think the lightning played pretty well for the rest of the game. Um, what what was your expectations? Or actually, I guess after the first two goals, uh, what did you guys think that just by what you saw from my guys? Did you think that okay, if we get a couple of more, this game's over? Did you did you see a comeback coming at any point? And you know what? I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to ask you that same question. After those first two goals, like you know what Vasilevsky's capable of. Those yeah. first two goals were just trash. <laughs> and yeah. you knew that was not sustainable. Um and I was I was saying in our uh, Lockdown Avalanche Twitter space like we have to really continue to build here because we got lucky with those yeah. first two. Like it's not going to happen like that again and you have to keep building on that. So uh the amount of goals we got after that was sustainable and good enough but you can't expect that same opportunity in game two because you saw how vasileski just like stood up and said well okay that's enough yeah through the rest of the game and like the overtime we really had to get creative with that shot that burkowski hit but what do you think about that those first two goals like was there any kind of like panic like oh no this is stanley cup vasileski we're gonna have to be relying on is this like a little bit of a worry like because it was, they were bad. They were really bad. I was texting back and forth with someone during this, and, and I said to them during the game, you know, this is very reminiscent of Game One against the Rangers. Uh, very slow start, and, and I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys last time we all spoke, but Vasilevsky is a goaltender that thrives on, you know, the more you shoot on him, the better he's going to get, which is why you got to jump on mm-hmm. him early. And you guys did exactly that. Um, and, and and I and I said it to myself, and and person I was going back and forth with, I said. You know, if we could get one back here, regardless of how many the Avalanche score in this period, I think we're going to be in good shape going into the second. Um, I, I, I thought I thought that if if the Lightning went into the intermission without scoring a goal, I would have been yeah. concerned. But I, I think a lot of Lightning fans, just given what this team has done over the last couple of years, and, and you never want to rest on on the the, the mantra of, well, we've won two cups, so we could do anything, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you still got to go out there. You still got to play the games. And, and that even goes for the rest of the series. You know, uh, we, we could sit here and talk the rest of the episode about how, you know, this team is talented. They've been there before, but they still got to go out on Saturday and, and, you know, the, the, the next games and, and win, you know, they still got to <laughs> put the, put the result on the ice, but I, I, I kind of expected them to kind of get it together in the second period. They always play a lot better in the second period. It always seems as though there's always that that moment um, in the first intermission where they kind of have like they kind of have like an inner team meeting. I always equate it to the moment in old school where Will Ferrell's hitting the lockers and saying, "We got to keep our composure. <laughs> we got to keep our composure. Uh, we can't have anybody freaking out." And, Rip your shirt and I think, off. Yeah, exactly. That's John Cooper in, in the first intermission all the time. Somehow, always sunburned. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah. I think, I think that the fact that they did that showed that, you know, that they could withstand the, the juggernaut of that offense, which is the avalanche. Um, were you guys at all worried once the game was tied up in the second period? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some concern. Yeah, this is not just a regular season game. This is yeah. a Stanley Cup final against the two-time defending champions. So, and like you said, that doesn't mean that this this is just going to get handed to them. Right. And that's not to say like the Lightning just has to go through the motions and they're going to win a Stanley Cup or anything like that. But you you never want to give up because the Avalanche haven't been in this position in yeah. 21 years. The Lightning have yeah. been here before. 
So what I I really wanted to see what was going to happen because this is going to happen again. Yeah. Some team is going to have a lead and the other team is going to battle back and and tie it. So I wanted to see what the Avalanche were going to do when what happened happened. You know, yeah. you had you had the crowd in on it. You got to Vasilevsky early. Um, you gave up the lead. All right, now what's going to happen? Do do you have the? Are you going to get? Are you going to play just you know? gripping the sticks in the sawdust are you just gonna say okay we gave up the lead but look at look at the bigger picture look at how we've been playing let's get back to that as best we can and just get another goal and i and i give them credit for for you know uh uh, you know sticking to their game but not giving up the lead and that third period like you know we went from like goals left and right to a couple goals and then like nothing in the third right uh yeah no goals in the third so you had four in the first total then two then none yeah so i don't know what that says does that say for both teams are making adjustments and and you know they're 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 playing a better system things are calming down um i don't know what that speaks to but i don't know what carries over into game two either is that going is is game two going to be a lower scoring game because look at what the scoring was. It just went down yeah. in one game. So I know I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome clearly, but yeah. I'm more happy with the Avalanche, uh, how they responded to the Lightning tying this thing up at the snap of a finger. So yeah. they, they just didn't give it up completely and completely tank and then have the Lightning get another one and then an empty netter. And then it's, you know, the, the final score is like five to three or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, I, I kind of, there was a little bit of concern when it came to them tying it up because everything in the cards was just a perfect situation for the avalanche. Like, thanks for ta- uh, taking care of Florida, by the way, we have home ice advantage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. So game one, you have home ice advantage. And you're getting the opportunity to play Tampa Bay before they can make adjustments to you in game two. So a lot of things were um, in Colorado's favor for building on it in this series. Mm -hmm. And when Tampa tied it up, you're like, oh, please don't drop one here. Like, this is going to put us at a disadvantage for the rest of the series. So when Colorado was able to uh, win it in overtime, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, we could really build on this and see where it goes because – as much effort as Colorado is putting into game two, Tampa is doing the exact same thing, and they know exactly what they need to do in game two. And it's why I expect it like to be a lot like tighter. Like that third period, I expect three periods of the third period hmm. in game two. Yeah, and that's why I was actually surprised when Tampa rattled off those two quick goals because I felt like we were at that point, Tampa wasn't they, – they weren't doing a lot to really put themselves on, on – on the advantage and, and Colorado wasn't doing a lot to, to get, they weren't giving too much away. You kind of saw kind of what the first couple of minutes of the first period were really supposed to be. Uh, and, and, and then they rattle off two quick goals. And, and I, I was saying to myself that just because, you know, I've seen this team play all year, like we need to win this game in regulation because if this goes to overtime, it's just, it, it, it's just because Tampa, like I said, they're such a, a momentum fueled team and, and going into that third period where it was such a low calorie 
kind of like period that you kind of figured, I kind of figured, I don't know how you guys felt going into the third, but I kind of felt there was going to be some like weird goals at the end. Mm-hmm. Like we were going to see maybe Tampa and, and Colorado exchange a couple of goals at the end where, you know, one there's play along the board and one squirts out right in the, in the slot and, and McKinnon's all mm-hmm. by himself. I, you know, that mm-hmm. was the one thing I was worried about the entire time was McKinnon having like his, his game one Stanley cup and moments. He, dude- he he, he was close. He and was close. I mean, I the abs threw uh, a number of shots just right in the chest of of Vasilevsky yeah. like, towards the end. Like they weren't testing him. You always hear that hashtag high blocker side. Yeah, um, yeah. they weren't they weren't doing that. And and I, I was really surprised at McKinnon. I mean, he was just time and space galore and threw it right into right into the uh, the logo. Well, we could we could talk about it in the next. Uh in the next segment if you want but i i, I think mm-hmm. i have a i think i i know the reasoning for that so because he wears magnets or something and yeah, there's totally uh, yeah, yeah because because right. he we wanted just to don't divert, like that logo he he wanted <laughs> to divert attention from darcy kemper not wearing socks so that was the reason <laughs> why is that what it is okay <laughs> well let's hear from bet online and then um there's there's interesting looking at a specific stat and I'm I'm wondering how much this is going to play a role in uh, games to come. So we'll talk about that. And then I want to hear about uh, what, what's the take on the five on three that the Avs got with that uh, tripping call on uh, Kale McCarr. So we'll talk about mm. that after we hear from Bet Online and BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup which is going on right now right right now i mean we don't care about i mean i kyle and i don't really care about it do you you care about it kyle or uh, well my my reasoning is that so i'm a hopeless i'm a hopeless nick fan so the knicks beat the the celtics during the regular season so if the Mm -hmm. celtics win this win the nba finals the knicks technically won the nba championship so they did that's that is the sole reason i'm going for boston and the warriors (laughs) Warriors are up 14 right now, and it's almost halftime. So, uh, we a lot of game left, baby. No, it's a (laughs) lot of game. Uh, you can bet on the basketball champion matchups if it's still going on after uh, this episode airs. The Stanley Cup finals, obviously, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. Yeah, tell me about the tripping call. It was called on. Was it called on Maroon? Was that one that was on? It was. Or? It was Sergachev Sorelli. and then and then Sorelli. Sorelli tripped Makar. Um, and you mean, you mean Makar, Makar, Makar fell into Sorelli. Uh, vicious I, trip. I, I don't know. I fell I into mean, him. I, I mean, mean, to be fair, Sorelli's, to be fair, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, you, you both have, have we, we've done a, enough work to, together and spoken about hockey. No, I'm, I'm realistic. You know, there, there's some lightning fans out there that, that think this was an egregious embellishment. Um, <laughs> And, and some other like, and a lot of it was fueled by Ryan Whitney tweeting out that this that was a soft call. Uh, to be fair, I I've seen that called both ways, so I'm not particularly mad. I wish the Lightning could have responded a lot better within that time frame. Um, 
Well, that's I, a big I, ask, though. I mean, the five on three. I get it. I, I no, I totally get it. I mean, forty something yeah. seconds. But I, we have seen the Lightning kill penalties such as this throw over the course of the playoffs. So, but my thing is, is I don't have as much of an issue with it, even if it did lead to a goal. I would have an issue with it going forward in the series if we see this multiple times over and it's not called consistently. That's my issue with this. Well, buckle up, buckaroo, <laughs> because that's probably going to happen. Uh, I mean, if, if the NHL officiating is one thing, it's inconsistent. Yeah. So you probably will see this again, and it probably will not be called, uh, or, or something to the effect of that. But I don't know. It's, and my other uh, my my other qualm about it is that it, it's yeah, it goes back to how the Lightning reacted. I mean, even. You know, and, and even like the fan base and, uh, and my listeners and what I'll say to them and I'll say just to anybody, you know, you can't you can't look at this game and let one call define mm-hmm. the outcome of this game. It was one, you know, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like the closing seconds of the game and you guys won the game because of this. This was the first period, uh, you know, it, speaking of the closing seconds real quick and then Kyle, you could go. Sorry for cutting you off, but. I, that that delay of game call at the end. I don't know what Paul uh, Pat Maroon is doing on the ice at that point in time, anyway. And mm-hmm. and just I I've never seen that bad of a of of a effort to try and clear the puck. He he. It looked like he was shooting into the second deck of the arena. <laughs> um, I I don't know what the thought pro. I I get mm-hmm. it. You're gassed at the end of a long shift, but you, you still got to play. You still got to. Mm-hmm see the play out and, and you know you put yourself you put yourself and you put your team in a precarious situation in the dying seconds of a big game where you know you guys could have won easily in those closing seconds mm-hmm. yeah and you don't expect that out of a veteran either so no like yeah, yeah i and, and like back to the the kale mccarr call like i it was kind of soft i will i will give you that like i like i get it i understand the frustrations with it but I completely agree with you. Like you cannot let games like this, especially if you look at the game as a whole, like you can't say like one single call affected the game one way or another, because at the end of three, it was technically zero, zero, like both teams had a chance to wrap it up. So yeah, I completely agree with you there. And like, I, I get the frustrations on both sides, but it was kind of a weak call. And even in the moment, you're kind of like, uh, I don't want to have so, to hear about this one. But the thing is, for me, it's like there's a difference between a, a soft penalty or a, a soft call and a bad call. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. was like that, that was a penalty. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is a trip. And when people who are arguing saying, oh, that's a soft penalty, well, you're using the word penalty to describe yeah. a soft penalty. Like whether yeah. it's a hard penalty or soft, a penalty is a penalty, a trip is a trip. And yeah. if it's if it's a bad call, if it wasn't a trip, and they called the a trip, that's that that's where the difference is. That's where the distinction lies with me. So uh, you know, it, and and it's happened to the Avalanche, where <laughs> you you see something like they, they call a penalty, and they're like, oh man, like because I just feel like in in hockey, you you feel like a penalty should be something that was like hard hitting. Yeah. Or what? Not not. Nobody likes to use the term "soft penalty" because you feel like, well, these guys can overcome something that was soft. But yeah. you know, if they're, they're but like you said, Adam, like if they're going to call the rule book, they call it whether it's a soft penalty or a hard penalty, and they should do this through the duration of. The, we we will see if that's what, how they're going to call it. If they're going to call it like that, then fine. Yeah, but don't don't call that one, and then you know, ease up on other ones, and just say like, eh, he's a hockey player, he can take it can't have it both ways so yeah 
Um, I wanted to bring up the time on ice for both teams because you look at the Avalanche and they had three guys, not you know, they're they're fourth liners and Abe Kubel, uh, Alex Newhook, and Nico Sturm all under not only under 10 minutes, under eight minutes. Yeah. So uh let's see, Stern was at 7:30, Newhook was at 6:37, Abe Kubel is at 6:07. You flip over to the Tampa Bay side, nobody is under 10 minutes. And Pat Maroon is the lowest with 10 minutes and nine seconds. So he's just over that threshold, but he had four penalty minutes. Yeah. So if you remove those from him, he's probably out there for another, you know, uh, minute or two. So you can tack on maybe 11 or 12 minutes for him total. And, you know, that, that is what the avalanche wants mm-hmm. is, is a lot more consistency with time on ice because, you know, you're not gassing your players. I mean, because you had, you know, uh, well, I know he's on the defensive end. I was Kale McCarr, almost played 30 minutes, yeah. you know, and you have Landeskog playing over 23, McKinnon over 22. Those guys can handle that. But how much do you think that comes into play as this series goes along, which we're all anticipating this being a seven game series, six minimum? Um, when you have more of a, a spaced out, cohesive time on ice like the Lightning did, where it's a little bit out of whack for the Avalanche, what do you think about that, Adam? I mean, these is, guys. Has this been consistent? Is this what the Lightning have been doing all year? Is this not yeah. news to you? Okay. Yeah, uh, Cooper's been doing this all season long with these guys. Uh, he he really likes to try and and you know, especially it also depends on where the game is at. If the Lightning are up and everyone's playing well, and he likes the matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to see kind of a lot of guys, a lot of these lines get equal amount of time, except for a couple of players like Nikita Kucherov has been getting close to 25 per game, a little over that, depending on, you know, what game we're talking about. Um, so depending on, you know, how the game is going and what Cooper sees on the ice, we might see a little less, a little I mean, more f- from Stamkos, a little less, a little more from Kucherov. I mean, Kucherov had close to 20. Uh, as nobody well as, had over 20 on the four. Yeah. Nobody had. Over I, 20. I, I just think that it was more so that I think the reasoning for that was that Cooper saw kind of um, the what potential issues that we had with just Colorado being able to turn it into a track race and, and just, you know, really what it comes what, down. What's your to, cat doing, bro? That's what, upstairs. That's upstairs. That's upstairs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So really, I, I think that um, that's 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 a lightning fan throwing stuff uh, because of the uh, the tripping. What ball the thing. heck? Uh, they're having a party upstairs, and I wasn't. Yeah, the uh, but, ball fell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but going, I I just think that he was ve- being very mindful of what we saw in the first period and he didn't want to gas these players out uh, having them go back and forth in a track race. And, and really, I think, you know, as a series goes long, he might stretch guys out here and there, but I, I think, right. I, I don't have a problem with the ice time. I think on real quick, Kyle, I, I think some of it might have to be with the avalanche having last change too. Like if they're going to yeah. take advantage of uh, an icing, obviously. And um, I know that's not last change, but, They'll they'll throw guys out there to kind of get you know better matchups. So it, it might be a little bit skewed for the Avs 
with their top line being a little bit higher because of that. But still, that that's that's impressive to be in that game as much as they were, and nobody, nobody's even over eighteen minutes. Yeah. Or nobody's touching nineteen minutes. That, uh, I'm impressed. What do you think, Kyle? Good. And, and close your ears, Adam. You don't need to hear this. This is really like to the Av side of things, but that's concerning. Like the name you had in the middle of that that fourth line rotation. That's Alex Newhook. We don't have mm-hmm. Cogliano. We don't have Kadri. <laughs> you have Sturm taking faceoffs at a seventeen point six percent. Like, yeah, which is funny. Yeah. Like, how do you do that for one <clears throat> and two? What are you doing, New Hook? Like, yeah. you've got to step it up. You had a single hit in Game One of Stanley Cup Finals. That's it. Like, yeah. we need you to step up. Like. That's concerning, and if the Lightning are going to continue to be this like effective and clinical and corporate when it comes to how they roll out their lines, we need that fourth, the third and fourth line to tighten it up a little bit, especially Alex Newhook. Yeah, Yeah. I was I was surprised Bednar didn't play the fourth line a lot more, Uh, just considering how going back to my point how how much Cooper likes to spread out the ice time for all four lines, Uh, and and on the and the question I kind of wanted to throw out to you guys, and I'm glad you brought it up, Kyle. How concerned are you about the lopsided uh, amount of faceoffs won in this game? Uh, you know, there was only mm-hmm. one Lightning player below 50% in the faceoff circle. Are you taking a lot of stock in that, or is, is that because, you know, it depends on the series. The Lightning weren't particularly good in the conference finals against the Rangers in the faceoff circle, and, and you know, it, it affected them early on. But, you, you know, we both know teams find a way around that. Um, is that something that's concerning for you, though, in, in terms of your performance in the face-off circle? It's business as usual, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is something we've been dealing with for quite some time now. Yeah, and same. when you have would, your I, your uh, best face-off guy in, in Kadri out, uh, that's yeah. not going to help. And even if he does come back, I mean, how effective do you really think he's going to be on face-offs? You know what yeah, I mean? Right. When, when his injury is a thumb... And you know, if he does come back, whenever he does come back, he's not going to be 100%. Um, I, I'm, it's, how many faceoffs is he actually going to take? I don't yeah, know. And it's almost, and it's almost to the point that the Avalanche have taken on this style of anticipating losing faceoffs and playing the game, anticipating losing it that way. And like they already know that yeah. they are at the disadvantage. And how are we going to get this puck back? Because we're yeah. not getting it off the drop. It's annoying. It's really, really annoying. Because yeah. and I know people are. Kind of uh, indifferent on face-offs. There's some people that are like they don't matter. There's other people like, well, situationally they they maybe do matter. You know, what I mean, to, don't tell me you don't want to win a face-off at the start of a power play yeah. in your zone. Don't tell me that yeah. you don't want that face-off. Yeah. And the Avs just struggle to to win those. So uh, I don't know. It's 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 going to be an issue for the duration of the the uh, series. I can guarantee you that. Um, all right, let's wrap this thing up by looking ahead on Saturday. What do the Avalanche need to do to take a two to nothing lead. What do the Lightning need to do to split this series in Denver? Um, we'll start with Adam, and um, yeah, what what what's what's kind of the consensus of? Is there any major changes that the Lightning need to do, or they do they just need to be that road team that doesn't let the home team go off in the first ten minutes? I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Um, really, what it comes down to, and I've been I've been 
preaching this all season long. It, it really what the Lightning need to do, especially in games like this, when you have a team that comes out with a ton of energy as Colorado, you got to win the first 10. If you win the first 10, then you set yourself up for pretty, you know, pretty much what we saw out of Tampa in the second and the third periods. Um, I'm not concerned at all. I obviously it's only one game, you know, even though there are some people on social media yelling uh, avalanche in two, uh, <laughs> which clearly, I, yeah, clearly, uh, yeah. you know, but um, I think, I, I think I, the cup, uh, the cup just got to Denver today. Yeah. So I think it, that's why we brought you on. You brought yeah. us the cup. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think, much. It, I think it works like soccer rules. You have aggregate, uh, <laughs> But I, you guys I, are I, still in it. You got an overtime loss point too. So yeah, yeah. I uh, shout out to Locked On Wild host Seth Tuple for for putting that on Twitter. That at least you Did know he? both teams both teams came out of that game with a point. So that's a good oh, that's start great. to the series. So, um, but I I think that the Lightning played very well considering they were it, they were down pretty pretty bad early on. Um, you know I'm not gonna look at some of the things like those penalties and think, oh, you know, only if that didn't happen. No, the Lightning came back and tied the game, like we said. So clearly they, they showed a lot of fight. They showed that they could adjust on the fly. I think um, really what it comes down to is just do more of what you did in the later stages of the first first uh, first game. I think mm-hmm. you really need to, to take better care of the puck, um, which they did for the most part. There were some instances early on where they were just absolutely terrible. Um but I, I think they did a good job of cleaning it up as the game progressed. I think really the key is, and I'm sure you guys could agree with me, is they got to help out Vasilevsky early on, allow him to get settled in. Uh, and, and if they could do that, they're going to set them, themselves up pretty well uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, just from an outsider's perspective, I want to get from you guys. What do you think? How, how, how does Tampa get the one up on you guys, on your team? They have to hmm. come out with a little bit more energy. Like, Tampa does, yeah. Yes, like you were, ex- you were hyping up this matchup like the big bad lightning. Here they come, back to back champions. And then after those first two goals, you're just yeah. like, this is it. And yeah. you're kind of like, okay, come on. Like you and you expected more out of Tampa coming right out of the gate, especially like trying to assert like, well, hey. You have to respect us if you're going to play us. And we really didn't get that. So you expect that out of game two. Yeah. It's interesting what you said earlier, Adam, is, uh, you know, Vasilevsky didn't obviously start great, but he got stronger as the game goes on. And that, you know, he, he, that's not new to him. You know, the more shots he sees, the more he, you know, gets comfortable. But yeah. the Avalanche game is is predicated on, throwing a ton of shots your way so which one's gonna break you know it's like like a catch 22 is is the as gonna break through or are they just making Vasilevsky stronger by throwing 40 (laughs) shots on net um it's an interesting war that we're we're gonna watch but I think for the abs they you know the winning team you feel like they don't have to change that much I would try to even out the the time on ice if it's you know the game is going that way uh, because you don't want to burn these guys out. Not say, you know, I say that knowing full well that's been their style of play all year. Yeah. Um, but you're going up against a formidable opponent. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Um, but you could tell the speed was getting to the Lightning early on. The Av yeah. speed was was hurting Tampa Bay, um, and Tampa Bay did a good job of taking that away, taking away kind of time and space and. 
the Avs got it back. Um, but they they were, I thought the Lightning did a good job kind of forechecking uh, to not give Avalan- the Avalanche these full head of steam zone exits and breakaways. And, and it worked. But I think for the Avs, it, it, it's, well, I should say for the Lightning, it's tough to do that for the duration of a game. So, yeah. And, and, uh, and I have to say one, and I have to say one last thing, and, and mm. it, it kind of goes to your side, and we could we could start on that. Lightning need to do a better job on their zone entry, especially on the power play. Oh. When they when they picked yeah. up that too many men on the ice penalty, I was like, all right, yeah. this is it. You know, they just tied the game. It's time to take the lead going into the thir- the second inter- intermission, and it was probably one of the worst power plays I've ever seen them do, ever seen them have all season long. If not ever in the in the time I've been hosting yeah. Locked On Lightning, because yeah. it was the the Avalanche were almost at times there was a couple of times a couple of zone entries where they didn't they didn't really have to do much. It was just they get into the they get across the blue line and someone sticks out their their stick and hits the puck and it's like, all right, let's let's just shuffle it down ice. I I, I it was it was probably one of the more frustrating things. It was definitely more frustrating than definitely that Sorelli tripping call on the first. <laughs> well, and I, and I honestly, I feel like that is is the Jared Bednar coaching staff scouting. Yeah. The Avalanche are not known for like they're a good penalty kill team. They generally let you just come into the zone. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really clog up the neutral zone all that often. And I can't remember that. the last time we were doing that. I know, and they were doing that against Tampa Bay. So, and the announcers, it's it, and the announcers seemed like they were surprised too as well. Um, I, I think no, that's was, just ESPN. That's just ESPN. <laughs> just have, shocked that they're calling in a hockey game. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm looking forward to this one. We might get another overtime game. Wouldn't surprise me. In the least, so give well, give me a prediction. Well, go ahead, you guys. Well, what about you guys, real quick? What is the keys yeah. for for the Avalanche in Game Two? Does the does the strategy well, change? Do you maybe do a no, little bit I, more of the uh, the the track race and, and see yeah, if, I, how much yeah. Tampa could keep up with it? Or that's where I go. I mean, that's the Avs game. That's not getting outside. I think you you have to keep that that speed track meet style of game going, and. I, we didn't even really talk about it. Kyle and I did yesterday, but uh, the, this was a, a more of a physical game than I really thought it would be. Yeah. So I think you're going to get more of that from Tampa Bay, the team that, you know, they don't want to lose two in a row. Yeah. So they might, even though they were physical and physical in the right way, I was very happy with how both these teams played in the physicality department. I think you might even see a step up from Tampa Bay to kind of like maybe impose their will in the physical department. Um, so the abs have to to be prepared for that and combat that. And yes, definitely keep the speed up because that was causing problems for Tampa Bay early on and, and get that get that crowd going too. obviously that always helps. What do you got? Kyle? Yeah, I, I definitely like to piggyback off your point, Chris, like Bednar needs to trust the team a little bit more. We've seen how this team can react and match up with Tampa Bay. Like you're talking about kind of having that those minutes that Tampa Bay rolls with. That first goal that bounced off EJ was on a bad change because Bednar was in the process of trying to short shift like those other lines. Mm-hmm. And we we get burned on our changes. We need to trust the team, let lines three and four get out there, get to work. We need to just let them go a little bit and quit being like relying so heavily on that top line because you could feel it with like we talk about, don't take your foot off the gas. 
they're feathering the pedal and you feel it so you yeah. gotta just mm. keep it going keep it going all right all right well adam's got a party to get to so uh yeah. let's let's wrap this bad boy uh, up just before uh, before something falls through the ceiling yeah uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna see legs dangling yeah. on piles <laughs> around adam's uh, camera uh all right but well let's get a prediction real quick let's go around and then what, what do we think game two adam what's it gonna be uh i liked where you're headed in terms of low scoring before so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 2-1 tampa tampa bounces back in regulation or is this ot uh quite uh, 15 overtimes no i'm joking <laughs> uh uh in regulation yes all right what do you got kyle yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing, but flipped 2-1 Avs, and we're probably going to get that game winner with about seven minutes to go in the third. It's going to be a weird goal. It's going to like go off of someone's yeah. face or something. Yeah, it's going to be uh, like a Plinko goal. I think I'll, I think I'll up it. I, th- I think it'll be 3-2. to two. I, think I don't think it's going to be 2-1. I think it'll be 3-2 to two Avs, uh, and, I, and, and it's going to be 2-2 two, two late. You know, it's either going to be even less than five minutes when the, uh, a goal is scored, or we get a repeat of game one, a few minutes in OT, uh, a game winner. So, so you you it. don't you have no faith in the in Tampa tying things up before we go back to Tampa. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I they they <laughs> will be in it. Uh, you know, they they always have abs are tough to beat at home, man. They, yeah. they have a very yeah, very I, good good home record, and and I take that into account too. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I just feel like the abs are, the abs are rolling They're Like just from the, the grand scheme of the, all of the playoffs, not just this series, they've just been playing very well since round one. So I feel like they just take care of business at home and then, uh, we'll have a different discussion when it shifts to Tampa. Uh, but maybe not really. Cause the abs haven't lost on the road yet in these yeah. playoffs. So, and the nerves are gone. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't true, say yeah. we've never been in the Stanley Cup. We don't know what it's going to feel like. We we understand now. Yeah, like that. So. so, all right. Well, it'll be enjoyable. Um, I'm sure Kyle and I will do a uh, a show for Sunday, and then we'll do a crossover. We'll figure out a time to do a crossover as well with uh, mixtape yeah. after game two. So, all right, everybody, uh, enjoy that game, game number two in Denver. And uh, we'll be back to talk about all that on Sunday. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, LOP and underscore Avalanche. Uh, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and obviously on our YouTube channel. You can follow Mr. Denker over at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter as well as Lock on underscore Lightning on Instagram. Go ahead and give me a follow at the Mixtape Twitter handle. Yes. Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Uh, I, I I just hope that we don't have a series, and I'm just saying this because I don't want to see the Avalanche win their first two games at home. I just hope we don't have another series where the home teams just win, you know, all the time. We'll just and, skip to Game 7. Just yeah, it has seven. that feel. Yeah. It has that uh, feel yeah. right now. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll see you uh, on Sunday for uh, Kyle and I's uh, Locked On Avalanche episode discussing all of that. And I'm sure Denker will do something similar. All right, everyone. Enjoy it. By the way, uh, Jar Jar is a Sith. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.